Howdy, craft beer lovers. Welcome to the Hop and Barrel Happy Hour. I'm Brian. And I'm Justin. We're here with super producer Casey. The, uh, h- hello. 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 <laughs> the Hop and Barrel Happy oh my Hour. God, there you are. <laughs> is brought to you by Casey and Blind Ninja Studios in beautiful River Falls, Wisconsin. Before we get started, we'd like to give a shout out to the Black Belt patrons Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, and Hop and Barrel. You can support Blind Ninja Studios at patreon.com backslash Blind Ninja Studios, or by following the patron link at the bottom of the homepage at blindninjastudios.com. This is episode four, which includes news and information and updates about the Hop and Barrel Brewery from January 4th to January 18th, 2021. Today, we're going to talk about the third anniversary of the Hop and Barrel Brewery, specifically the wild, crazy party we're going to be having, uh, hopefully this month, and... We'll also talk about the release of our brand spanking new Imperial Dark Sour. Hey, Justin. Uh, did the Oompa Loompas have names? Obviously not. That was such a cast system. Probably <laughs> numbers at best. <laughs> Alphanumeric system, I'm guessing. I don't even know if they had that. Probably not. They were clearly organized by their jobs. So So the one that fished the kid, you know, the 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 chubby German boy out of the out of the chocolate Augustus Gloop. Augustus, Augustus Gloop. Gloop uh, did they were they like on a higher level in the caste system or fishing the fat kid out of chocolate's probably pretty low in the seems oh, pretty low. Yeah. Like I feel like the the cushier jobs, like the deeper you get in, like the ones who are just like sorting eggs and don't have to tend to a chocolate river uh, all the time. Yeah. The ones running the shrink ray, that was a fair amount of responsibility. <laughs> right. Mm. I mean, but it seems like a pretty cush job too. You're just shrinking things all day. Yeah, but that could be dangerous if they didn't if they rebelled or whatever. Yeah, well, that's true. So they have to be the most trusted Oompa Loompas. All right, so before we talk about this for 45 more minutes, let's crack open a beer. All right. (laughs) That sounded really good, guys. Yes, indeed. Practicing was uh, very well canned. Uh, Katie runs, somehow runs the canning line all by herself. Like, she canned like 110 cases of this. Well, you, you helped her get started canning this. Yeah, mostly I just stood there and packaged things. She kind of runs it like an orchestra. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. She was like, no, I'll just run it by myself. So she, you know, can this basically cheers to Katie. Um, in any case, uh, we're pouring our dark, or I'm sorry, Imperial Dark Sour. So this beer is, it has huge flavor and a lot of different dimensions to unpack. Uh, it's definitely full of blueberry and a bunch of other flavors that we'll get into. So while we're filling up our glassware and tasting the beer, let's find out what everyone's been up to beer related lately. Justin? Well, I've been kind of looking for some inspiration for some new ideas. Um, We've been on a little bit of a flavor roller coaster with some of our new releases, and I've been kind of thinking about the small batches coming up and kind of looking at some new directions to go and new techniques. So kind of back to the drawing board and research on a few things. Awesome. Uh, Casey, what about you? Um, Well, let's see. I spent uh, New Year's Eve at um, the Garage Bikes and Brew. um, Nice. Drinking some of their beers and a good selection of, that's why you were using the wrong headphones, Um, a good selection of, going to turn that down so you don't know. No, it's, I can't hear anything out of these now. I'll just um, anyway, <laughs> uh, drinking a good selection of uh, local beers, too. Um, they're really cool, and the fact that um, almost all the guest taps that they have are local. No, yeah, I, I, would, I love that place. Uh, they do yeah. a great job. They are, so Garage Bikes and Bruises in River Falls here, and uh, I mean, if you're uninitiated, uh, the actual Hop and Barrel Brewery is in Hudson, Wisconsin, so about 15 minutes down the road. 
Uh, well, but when you live in this part of Wisconsin, everything's 15 minutes away. <laughs> Pretty much. So, <laughs> so there's that. But uh, Garage Bikes and Brews is great. They have a, what, about a one-barrel system? Uh, yeah, I believe it is one barrel, mm-hmm. and it's a very unique system yeah. in the fact that it's uh, ferment in place. Yep, ferment in place. Also, they do a massive brew in the bag system, so there's a big like pulley system to pull the yep. BIAB out. And they've got, uh, what, they had three of theirs? Yep, yeah, they there. had three, three or four. I think it was three. Mm-hmm. Um, it was their stout, their leaky barrel stout. Um, their, oh, was it Kilkenny Kolsch? Mm-hmm. and uh, Lyle's Loopy Brew, which is an imperial blonde. Right, so you can sit at this bar, and behind the bar, the cool thing about this place is you can watch a guy wrench on a bicycle. Yeah. Uh, you can also buy bicycle equipment. It's uh, totally not a dangerous combination. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a little less dangerous than motorcycles or cars. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm saying for your wallet. Ah, oh, well, there's that too, <laughs> yeah. So this dark, sour uh, imperial, I should, we... We biffed it here, and on the can did not put Imperial Dark Sour, and we didn't really think about it until all was said and done, yeah. which which it, that'll happen once in a while with the, the hustle and bustle of the brewery and really like trying to nail the marketing with things. So we'll get that changed eventually. But Justin, why don't you tell me a little bit about the uh, what the work that went into this or the flavors? Yeah, this was. I'd, I'd say probably about as group effort as any of the sours have really been. We mm-hmm. knew we wanted to do a dark sour early on, just to do something different. Um, not not something you see a lot of. We went and gar- grabbed a couple for inspiration. I'd say uh, Tart of Darkness from the brewery okay. in California was one of them. Probably yeah. the one that stuck out the most, at least to me. And at first we had thought about doing a cherry sour or a few different things, but we knew we wanted to do dark sour. Um, then we started kind of playing around with flavor profiles. We'd had Paul and Babes come out. And had a, a really, we were really happy with what we could do with blueberry, and we came across a lot of different ways to infuse blueberry, play right. with blueberry, and we realized there was a lot more to explore with that. So we we kind of wanted to inject the blueberry into it, but not redo pollen babes. So we approached this one very differently. Um, well, I think part of the trouble too putting blueberries in is that like any any skin of a berry like that is going to potentially lend some some tannin. It is. So it's something we watched very carefully Mm -hmm. uh, while the blueberries were kind of hanging in suspension, the fermenter. Um, We really didn't pick up any. We let it go a little longer than we think we intended just to keep drawing out flavors without getting that tannins. But we also realized the whole, you know, quote unquote, blueberry experience. If you think of picking up a handful of blueberries, that skin and that tannin layer is actually something you're used to eating in blueberry. This isn't like you go to... uh, you know, an ice cream shop and you get a fake made flavor. This right. is trying to recreate that entire fruit experience, which is the peel and the pith in the middle and not just the juicy middle part. Well, I think a lot of these types of beers are generally, generally boosted with um, maybe, you know, these beers attenuate a ton, so they're going to be dry, but boosting them with like, say, vanilla or some lactose is is a common practice, and we didn't add either of those things. No, I, I would say thing. we added a very small amount of maple, which probably, it, it would fulfill the same role as vanilla. Exactly. It rounds out those darker flavors, and, and this is this is where we spent the most amount of work, working on the core recipe itself. Mm-hmm. Making a beer that was dark but not um, roasted really at all. You can pick up these darker, you know, some people might say subtle coffee or a little bit chocolate, but it's really not roasted at all because that is a flavor group that will not blend well with sours. Mm -mm. So you need a really light touch in getting dark flavors in without the 
with the sour note so they don't clash, but they actually meld together. And the maple helped a long way in just kind of rounding that out, yeah. uh, focusing on those dark sugar flavors. Right. Normally your malt is going to lend some sweetness, but when you attenuate it like this, it becomes, like I said, dry and yep. a, a key piece to these beers for us, uh, maybe not for everyone else, but is to really make sure that the malt body is reminiscent of uh, like a pie crust. And so you're, you're going to need a little bit of sweetness to, to give that biscuit type of flavor a boost and make it taste more like pie. Yep. And we used a entirely different yeast strain. We used a Saison strain with this one, mm-hmm. which is interesting in that it, it led to um, two things. One, we knew we were going to make a stronger beer. We didn't quite expect how much it would attenuate out. So we weren't really necessarily shooting for something as strong as a little over nine. We were kind of thinking more eight, eight and a half, but it mm-hmm. just kept on drying. Yeah. Well, and then the, another thing is that this gets inoculated with uh, yogurt. Yep. <laughs> and that leads into the kind of the other thing we found is this actually had um, the highest pH of any of our sours. So it really should have been be perceived as the least amount of sour of any sour we've made. Mm-hmm. But when you combine it with that Saison strain, it actually creates a perception that is um, maybe just as sour as Key Lime, which is our most, you know, mathematically sour beer. Right. Um, so it was kind of a, a little unexpected, but it actually blended in very nicely. Um, I'd say the only other thing we really added to this, we added, a, a ex- I mean, extremely tiny amount of dark cherry. Um, kind of like, you know, when you're cooking with blueberry, most recipes or a lot of them have a little citrus note. There's a little... Uh, lemon you put in, sometimes a little lime, something like that to get the acids to interact and draw out that blueberry flavor. Um, we went with dark cherry, acted in exactly the same way, and it really bouquet out the blueberry flavors while adding just a little bit of another dark background note. Um, even knowing it's there, I have a hard time picking out the dark cherry, but it's amazing how much after that was added, it really changed the overall blueberry profile of the entire beer. This was also an interesting couple of weeks for us Justin and I, we you know, with some brewers out and with the holidays and that, Justin and I actually had to go in the back of the brewery and do <laughs> brewery work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to pull the blueberries. We I think they just gave us the crappy job of pulling the blueberries yeah. out. It's not fun. <laughs> no, I still have some shirts that smell like blueberry. Yeah. I I dry hopped. Well, Casey and I actually yeah. dry hopped last week, and then a few days later, Justin and I were pulling blueberry sacks out of the out of the fermenter, which is, it's always fun to kind of get back and, and do some uh, brewery stuff every now and then. And I mean, we're going to get into that with the pilot system, which we still haven't gotten the fermenters in quite yet. If you guys have been listening and following to see what's up with that, uh, they're on track to come in when we thought they would. So it's not like they're no. late necessarily, but fingers uh, crossed for this week, but we shall ooh. see. Yeah. So speaking of not this week, but what do we have in a, in a couple weeks, our anniversary <clears throat> party. Yep. Is, is going to be going down, and it's kind of hard to do that kind of stuff these <laughs> days. Yeah, yeah, we're, um, we're we're scaling back our usual efforts, usually food trucks and bands and that kind of thing. We're, we're, we are working out something with Firewater Gospel Choir just because that's become a staple of our, um, that's, our that, anniversary. Yeah, we sort of like, you know, after they get done playing – we're like, hey, can, when can you play again? Let's get the date nailed down. That's Firewater Gospel Choir is the local fave, and and um, usually pack the house pretty much wherever they go. So it's a pretty delightful to have them uh, play for us. Yeah, so we're finding a way to do it a little more appropriate with everything going on and working out the details on that. So that'll be Jan- Saturday, January twenty third. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you can expect some music around at some point, and otherwise it'll be a little more low-key affair this year. Yeah, everything is just obviously so up in the air. I mean, I know we've kind of gotten over that hump of 2020 and we're in 2021, but it's it's still tough to kind of, you know, navigate how we're doing this kind of stuff. Um, but so no food truck this year or any of that, unfortunately. Um yeah, what else is going on? We've in town. The, we know nothing about this. So if you guys are listening and you and you have some information, tell us. Th- yeah. So there's a new supper club that's opening up on Second Street, uh, five seventeen, I believe it's called, and it's in the old. So Stone Tap used to be, or old Dibbos, or depending, Dibbos depending, depending, depending on your generation, on your generationally speaking. But yeah, Stone Tap was there for probably about five years. Yeah, I think so. So it'd be right between Agave and the end of the block. Yeah, but, you know, and if you're listening to this and it's, you know, a year down the line where Minnesota's been shut down for, again, for, I don't know, maybe about a month or so, and there's a curfew in town of, God, this sounds like the Soviet bloc. I can't wait to listen to this in a few years and be like, whoa. Uh, Yeah, and then there's a curfew in town Thursday, Friday, Saturday of 10 p.m., and so the our town in Hudson has been just inundated with folks from across the border in Minnesota, which is great. It gives us, you know, a lot more exposure, um, as far as uh, some of the border markets and some of the other markets that we're in, in Minnesota. So overall it's been kind of a boon for a lot of the businesses in town. Um, you know, provided people can behave. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the interesting news. And then another little deal that might be going down is this, uh, what's this, Hay Bale Fest going on? Yeah, if you're in Duluth this weekend on the 9th, uh, the 7 West on Miller Hill is throwing a outdoor beer festival. Um, Ooh. First one I've seen in a long time. They're limited to 50 people. There's mm-hmm. um, five or six breweries involved, and we're honored to be amongst the group of, I think, TG and... Or Toppling Goliath, that is. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Bent Paddle, Castle Danger, the ones you'd expect from up there. Um, so it's some really good company. Um, but it's just a couple hours, one to three. They're doing outdoor and by a fireplace, and you can meet some of the reps um, or maybe brewers from some of them. I can't speak for the other breweries. Mm-hmm. But a uh, very small affair, limited how long you can be in, but um, just kind of come visit with brewers, try some new beer. I know some of them are bringing out some treats and see what it's like doing a – outdoor beer event in 20 degrees and blustery Duluth. Oh, yeah. You know, I, there's what well, the winter beer dabbler. I'd been to several of those, and that's always that's always a, an interesting deal. They'd have, you know, big long rows of tents, and it was uh, at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds in St. Paul. And uh, one of the years, I think I was with the brewery inbound at the time, but we... Uh, the where our brewery booth was situated <clears throat> was in a puddle, and so I stood I in a wet icy puddle all day. And wasn't there one year where it was so beer. cold the beer was freezing in the glasses? Yeah, yeah. It's about seventeen degrees. <laughs> where I, I can tell you which of our beers I, I did sales in Duluth for a couple winters driving up there, so I can well, tell you at what temperature yeah. you Justin built the our Superior Duluth market almost. Kind of, by, I went up a couple times, but almost completely by himself, just taking solo trips and throwing beer in the back of the truck. And uh, Space Force makes it to fourteen degrees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
yeah, that's actually really good information that you should put on the cans. <laughs> oh God! Uh, like, uh, like keep Since cold and turn upside down. Wait, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any any thoughts on the? So we're still yeah we're still kind of drinking drinking all in this imperial dark sour Casey. Any thoughts on this beer? Uh, I mean the the blueberry note is spot on. Like I keep going back to it, and it's it's like it's almost like um there's like a like a hint of chocolate in there. So it's mm. like um like yeah like blueberries and like maybe like some milk chocolate chips or something like interesting that, like that. just just like that uh like the slight the the slight sweetness uh probably like unsweetened cocoa there's a bit of richness to this as yeah. well and which is surprising for such a dry affair yeah and it's so dry i like that very me too it's, yeah <laughs> Because you're like, oh, I guess I'm still thirsty. I guess I'll have a little bit more. And yeah. then it's 9%. <laughs> and, and then you're that. like, oh, it's nap time. All right. If you listen to the Homebrew Bound podcast on the uh, Blind Ninja Studios Network, you'll you'll know that I'm not the biggest uh, fan of sour beer. But uh, this this one really uh, does it for me. I, I eat a big handful of blueberries every day for lunch. And I love blueberry flavor and it's uh, so variant like you you could pop three berries in your mouth and they'll all taste sort of differently and i think it's hard to really nail down you know like describe out loud to me like what does blueberry taste like what does strawberry taste like you know they're those fundamental flavors like a strawberry tastes Mm -hmm. like a strawberry yeah Yeah, exactly and then fake banana doesn't taste like Like banana banana. no it tastes like laffy taffy yeah yeah (laughs) And I want a joke on the wrapper of my banana, but that's not happening. You mean the peel? Yeah, on the peel. You I don't know. That's joke. not very appealing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Maybe we should just stop the podcast now. Or keep going. I think, no, I think we're just getting into where it's good now. I assure you we haven't been drinking that much. Pour another one. Pour, pour out another 9% glass of beer. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's pretty much it for the week or yeah. these couple weeks. And yeah, again, we just really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our, our podcast and, and understand what's going on uh, at our brewery. Uh, if you have any suggestions for shows or if you want me to speak in some kind of accent in future episodes. Nope, no, Casey Shakers, no, nobody wants all... that. Oh, damn it. All right. N- Klingon? No? It's not an accent, that's language. That's fair. Uh, but there is an accent to the language. So, that being said... Well, that depends on what your base language is. I feel like we're getting off track. Of us. <laughs> That's a different podcast. You start you start your own damn podcast. Uh, hey, folks, honestly, from, from the bottom of my weird heart, I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or what have you, send us an email at info at hoppinbarrelbrewing.com. You can find Hop and Barrel on Facebook at Hop and Barrel Brewing, and follow us on Instagram at... And barrel. You can also send a message to feedback at blindninjastudios.com and find them on Facebook at facebook.com backslash blindninjastudios and follow Twitter blind underscore ninja. We will see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.